Hello and welcome to the Tuesday, October 3rd, 2017 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Xavier today is looking at instant response with passive DNS. And now, DNS, of course, is critical in order to figure out what IP address is or was associated with a particular host name. But the problem with instant response, of course, is that the incidents happened in the past and DNS information may have changed since then. So it's always good to have access to passive DNS data that will tell you what IP address was associated with a particular host name at the time of the incident. You can collect some of this yourself and Xavier is talking in part about that, but there are also a couple of public resources that you can use to investigate. For example, DNS Dumpster is kind of an interesting website that will tell you more about a particular domain name. Of course, it's also interesting to know what other host names may have resolved to a particular IP address at a time. Now, I'm not aware of a great free resource to look at that. Passive Total does provide some of that. And then there are some commercial resources that will give you data feeds. Problem in part is that this is fairly massive data. And of course, it's not easy to offer that for free. And well, if you ever signed up for a service like Slack, then one of the ways how you can sort of limit who can sign up for a particular team is that uh, these users have to have an account at your domain. There's an interesting blog post at freecodecamp.org that shows how to bypass this type of authentication. So the requirement here is that you do have an email address at a particular domain, let's say at example.com. The trick here is that you find something like a customer support email system that dynamically creates example.com email addresses. Typically, you have something like ticket number at example.com and you're being copied on all of these emails. Now, the system, and let's take Slack as an example here, in order to prove that you have an account at the particular domain, will just send a confirmation code to an email address that you provide. So what you do is you open a support ticket at the particular website, then you note the email address that was created to send you copies of the support request. And then you use that email address in order to sign up with Slack, which then of course gives you access to the confirmation code. Pretty neat and ingenious trick. The workaround probably is that for these type of support accounts, you should use a different domain than your main domain. So instead of example.com, use something like support-example.com in order to verify it. I would actually not use a subdomain, so not use support.example.com, which may actually still validate as being part of the particular 
domain. And you may have heard of DNS Mask. DNS Mask is a little DHCP server and DNS forwarder that you often find in firewalls and similar devices. It runs on Linux typically and well, if you look at it, it's actually a pretty small, simple program, but Google just released seven new vulnerabilities that were just patched in DNS mask. Three of these vulnerabilities can be exploited for remote code execution. There is a heap overflow in the DNS part and two overflows one heap, one stack in the DHCP server. A patch is available, but given that this particular software often runs on these small home firewalls, routers, it may be a little bit difficult to actually apply the patch straight from the source. And you probably will have to wait for your vendor to come up with a fix. And to make patching more urgent, Google has released proof of concept exploits for six of these vulnerabilities. Even some of your mobile phones may be affected. Android does use DNS mask and is vulnerable to at least one of these issues if you're using Android to tether devices. How exploitable all of this is depends on the particular device you're on, what countermeasures the device took. One of the vulnerabilities is an information leak that actually can help bypass address space layout randomizations, which is one common applied countermeasure. Probably the easiest way to exploit any of these flaws is if you are able to connect to the particular router from the inside of the network. But then again, this may put a lot of public hotspots and the like at risk that don't really have a great countermeasure or a great way to limit internal access to their router. Well, and that's it for today. So thanks for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.